Hello and welcome to another analysis episode of a synchronous video game catch-up show. My name is Kim. My name is AJ. Today we are talking about Source Code, film released in uh, 2011, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Michelle Monaghan, uh, Vera Farmiga, and Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> good movie. Good movie. Yeah, it's the thing. The movie's I, good. Yeah, I'd seen it years ago and kind of forgot how good it was. And then when I yeah. watched it, I was like, "This is amazing." <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're talking about this because it is pretty much exactly just Nengio got a story it of getting is. on a train. And it's eight minutes and blah, blah, blah. From the get, this movie rules. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's only 93 minutes. Yes. I love that. Uh, I'm on record. I love a short movie. Yeah. And I mean, they like ring every bit out of this mm-hmm. movie. Like it, it it felt like it was a long movie. It was it was yeah. a rewarding watch. I yeah. Think. And it's I it, it's the kind of thing where like it doesn't overstay its welcome. Like they don't spend a lot of time lingering. There are things that are shown sort of like in montage where they're like we're not going to make you like sit through more of this like repetition of right. you know of this beat. Right. I don't know. It's just it 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 uses its time incredibly well and I think that they very easily could have bloated this to like a 2 hour runtime just like 100%. for fun and they don't do that they're like we're we're in and out with a like a very good clean story um yeah and it's 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 fun yeah and i think it's like really simple to explain as well like it is yeah the protagonist is uh an army pilot uh he was a helicopter pilot uh captain coulter stevens uh his last memory is uh a flying a mission in afghanistan and he wakes up on a train uh heading to chicago all of a sudden doesn't understand how he got there why he's there um and comes to realize he is like in the body essentially of another man a teacher named Sean Fentress. Uh, Fentress is on the train with a friend named Christina Warren. And, you know, <laughs> he, he's trying to figure out how the fuck is this possible when uh, basically the train explodes. He yep. wakes up in what he calls a capsule and uh, begins communicating with uh, Air Force Captain Colleen Goodwin, uh, played by Vera Farmiga. And basically what what he learns um, from her and from her supervisor that he is in what is called the source code, which they say is basically a simulation. It takes the last eight minutes of someone's memory before they died and like can recreate it perfectly. Yeah. This train explosion is a thing that actually happened this morning uh, in the events of the movie. And they believe another attack is coming from the same attacker and they want him through this quote unquote simulation to try and figure out who who the attacker is and, you know, yeah. the details just so they can so they can try and stop the next attack and obviously this is like very disorienting for for Coulter Stevens um we see him sort of like struggling with this trying to figure out like can I talk to my dad like I you know I don't know where I've been like mm-hmm. how were the the men that I was like uh, you know in Afghanistan with and they're um very cagey yeah at 7:48 this morning central standard time a bomb exploded on a commuter train outside of Chicago killing everyone on board and that's the train that you've been on. No, no, I'm right here. You're talking to me right now. A man named Sean Fentress was on that train. He, for all intents and purposes, is now you. Every second spent explaining things puts more innocent civilians at risk. This makes no sense. The train explosion was the first attack of a series. There are going to be more. Now, did you find the bomb? 
So he goes through many more loops. And while he is in these loops, he starts to figure out things like, okay, where is the bomb in the train? And how is it? How does it work? And, you know, starts piecing it together. And at the same time is trying to figure out information about himself. And what he discovers is that he has been declared dead in action in Afghanistan. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so at some point he, he, just like ask them like hey am i dead what is going on and they're like so basically we we like have you your your brain is sort of just barely still functioning to be able to do this but you are like functionally basically dead yeah i think the way that they like kind of beat around this in the first like 20 minutes of the movie is actually like really really good Mm -hmm. i knew like as soon as he wakes up in the pod or whatever i wrote in my notes unfortunately the game has ruined this twist like i knew that he was not actually in that pod and that his head, you know, he had like a, a the equivalent of, mm-hmm. you know, the Ogata Matrix uh, VR headset on or whatever. But the way that like the second or third time he comes out of the loop, <laughs> there's like leaking hydraulic fluid and mm-hmm. like uh, the oxygen and all the power or whatever in this pod shuts off and he starts to like freeze to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can like see all of his biometrics and stuff. And it's like, you know, shit's going wrong. And they like go to talk to Jeffrey Wright and he's like, there's not really much we can do from here. Which was like, where is he? I was right. like, where is this dude? Like, why can't they I just do I think one thing, a, a fake out that it seems like they're trying to give is that like he has crashed somewhere and he's like in the cockpit of his, you mm. know, helicopter and somehow being remotely like whatever. No. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I don't I uh, to me, I still don't quite understand like what's going on in that moment. It's I guess it's just like a like visual and physical manifestation of the fact that like his mind and body are sort of like going through some kind of shock um, as a result of this. Yeah, because every time he wakes up, it is like a shocking experience A because he gets blown up. Yeah. But B Also, he's just in this random pod and they won't tell him where he is. So He's like freaked out anyway. That is something that they really put a fine point on that like every time he he is fully aware of his like feelings and sensations in the simulation and every time that train explodes he feels it and he feels his own death and he's like this is really like it's very difficult obviously yeah. it is essentially torture and mm. i i think that this whole movie is kind of a um metaphor for for torture <laughs> um damn yeah i mean you're forcing someone to go through something mm-hmm. over and over again until they give you the answer that you want <laughs> right right Fuck. to to like you know arguably like benefit the quote-unquote greater good of saving a bunch of people but um you know it's sort of (laughs) there are people who would argue well it's worth it if the person you're torturing especially is like you know they're a bad actor and so you know like whatever but like (laughs) it sort of turns it on its head a little bit and forces you to say well how do you really feel about this when it's someone that you are sympathizing with? Like if you right. actually recognize the humanity of this person mm-hmm. um, and understand how horrible it is, right. which is, it, it's very well done. Yeah. I have to tell you something. I know. I found him. Your friend. I got him. Ellis Air Force Base, Las Vegas. No, he's not. He's dead, Sean. What? I'm sorry. Your friend was killed in action two months ago. No, you must have gotten the name wrong. Uh, Coulter Stevens, 17th Airborne Helicopter Pilot, was on the first side I tried. His father's name is Donald, right? This is from last week. Donald Stevens will join host Leonard Waugh to discuss the death of his son, Army Captain Coulter Stevens, who died in Afghanistan in February and was honored posthumously with the Silver Star. Also on the broadcast will be Army Sergeant Robert Alvarez, 
whose life was saved by Captain Stevens in a firefight just outside of Kandahar. So, you know, he he comes to understand like the capsule and the the body within it that he keeps seeing every time he comes out of the the quote simulation are uh, manifestations by his mind. And he's very upset about this, which I think is rightfully so. (laughs) You know, he finds out basically like it was litigated in a military court, like whether they could do this right and they were given permission to like this was not something that he had ever consented to it's just something that happened and so he's like listen like i will do this for you i will you know i I will like undergo this but you have to promise me that you're gonna let me die after that and rutledge agrees oh (laughs) there's a great line um where rutledge says you know many soldiers would find this preferable to dick this is a an opportunity to continue to serve your country and steven says many soldiers would find one death service enough yeah just so good yeah, um, that, line, that line ruled yeah and throughout this we are seeing like goodwin uh the vera formiga character who i just i love vera formiga but anyway um she is clearly like much more sympathetic than rutledge is to what stevens is going through so essentially uh we see him going through a number of loops we also see him in the loops like creating a bond with this woman christina warren you know he he comes to learn like that she is like a very kind person and um he he comes to like her a lot essentially and um he eventually figures out who the bomber is and i mean it's not i don't even know if it's that interesting it's just this guy who uh, created this bomb and he's just like oh you know humans are terrible so i'm gonna kill people or whatever i don't even remember what his um if you've ever read watchmen or or watched the watchmen movie from 2008 it is the ozymandias uh spoilers for this it is the ozymandias philosophy of like well humanity just has to collectively go through something super shitty so that they can rebuild mm-hmm. <laughs> together yeah but in a kind of more sinister way but like that's kind yeah. of what it is he says we can restart from the rubble but first there has to be rubble mm-hmm. like okay and All he's right. created these like really terrifying bombs um yeah you know i don't want to minimize this part of the movie because it is actually really interesting it's like really fun that there are two layers of this film which is like him actually trying to solve this mystery and then also like what is going on with him you know, personally, him being Coulter Stevens. Um, but it is very cool that you you get both of those things. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, he he figures it out, you know, where uh, where the next bomb is like he he basically chases this guy in the simulation to his van where he has this bomb and, you know, knows the license plate now and his name and everything. And his mission is a success. He essentially allows the authorities to apprehend this guy and um, saves the day. Yeah. So um, they sort of congratulate him for completing the mission. And um, secretly, we find out Rutledge um, has no plans to let Stevens die. He's just going to wipe his memory and and Mm -hmm. force him in again. He's the only candidate who can enter the source code. And, um, you know, now it's sort of proven that it's successful. And he's like, Mm -hmm. well, now, you know, we can use it to prevent all kinds of things. In this time, Stevens has sort of, you know, they they have been telling him this is a simulation. Like he, he was like, I saved some people this time you know like a few Mm -hmm. times he he gets christina warren off the train he's like i Mm -hmm. saved her she's fine and they're like she is dead like you're you know you're not 
saving her. This is a simulation. But he truly believes um, because he keeps having visions of himself with Christina Warren um, at the uh, cloud gate in, in Chicago. And so for some reason, that gives him the idea that like, I can't there is a way for me to live on in the source code because this appears to be not a simulation, but a parallel universe. And so he asks Goodwin, listen, send me back in one more time so he can save all the people in that universe and live on. And then he and he asks her, like, after eight minutes, pull the plug on me. Mm -hmm. That train shouldn't have blown up. There must have been a second detonator, something I couldn't see, a fail safe. It's a computer program, Captain. Uh, the, the girl on the train, all the others, they're lost. I'm sorry about that. I get it. I get it. I know. Quantum physics, parabolic calculus. You're wrong, Goodwin. You're just plain wrong. Captain Christina is dead. She doesn't have to be, ma'am. I'll ask Rutledge. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. And so she agrees. Nobody at this point knows if like this is actually going to work, but she agrees. Stevens goes in. He's he saves the day. He gets Derek Frost, the the bomber arrested and, you mm. know, prevents it. And um, there's like kind of a it's sort of a cheesy ending. But I it, it got me in in the heart um, mm. where like he he creates like the quote unquote perfect loop. This exactly the way that you would do in like a time loop style video game where, yeah. you know, he there's like a community comedian on the train and he like a guy that they like know to be a comedian and and he like bets him some money that he can't make everyone on the train laugh so like everyone on the train is having a good time because this guy is doing a stand-up set on the train mm -hmm. and he asks christina out on a date um which she's like i have been waiting for you to ask me out forever <laughs> yeah. um and so um, and, you know, there's like this lovely moment of like, oh, look at all these happy people, whatever. Right as uh, the eight minutes runs up. Oh, wait, he... you missed the part where he calls his dad. Oh, my God. I that did. part You're fucking right. destroyed me. You're dude. right. Yes. Uh, here Fuck. in the in the. Um, yeah. And this is something that I've I've failed to lay the groundwork for. But we learn over the course of the movie that the reason why he kept asking to to talk to his dad is that the last time they spoke before he shipped out again, they got in an argument because his dad was like, you've already done however many tours like stop, like, <laughs> you yeah. know, like stay, stay home. And, you know, Stevens, I guess, felt very strongly about, um, you know, his work and piloting uh in in the military and um yeah. of course that ended up being his last and so uh he takes this opportunity to call his dad and he says oh i'm i was with him i served with him right. with your son and he wanted me to to tell you like i was there when he died and he wanted me to tell you that he's sorry and there is this really sort of beautiful moment um where they have this connection and it's just yeah it it tears me up um it's good it's really it's really that. really nice i think it gives a really nice sense of closure to that kind of part of the storyline mm -hmm. which could just very easily have been just like a kind of you know nothing i don't know mm -hmm. it's good i liked it a lot it made me it really, yeah. it, 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 it really hit yeah. me yeah um and i think it's it's good to note too that like you know he looks like this guy this other guy but he also 
to everybody else like fully just sounds and and like is this other guy so mm-hmm. like the voice that his dad was hearing like wasn't his son's voice but you know right. he was saying that like at the, i think the end of the conversation is like he asked like oh if you could say anything to him what would you say and the dad's like i would just say that i love him and he says so he knows mm. or like he knew or whatever and then yeah. oh man uh it's like kind of cheesy but it's like really really nice i really really it's, liked yeah uh, it's it's uh, emotional he also sends an email yes yeah i was gonna <laughs> say the other thing that he does before this loop ends is he sends an email to goodwin basically saying hey if you get this email it means that in another universe it means that the source code works and in another universe we used it to prevent like a tragedy (laughs) so like just know you are not just creating a simulation you are in fact creating different universes every time you know you use it and so you know in the original universe goodwin has pulled the plug the eight minutes runs out uh just as uh stevens plants a big old smooch on christina which by the way shout out to michelle monahan for i think a really great performance like she doesn't have a ton to work with because a lot of her scenes have her like repeating the same lines but you really get a sense of like who the character is in Mm -hmm. in that time frame which is really cool and it turns out it worked uh he is you know successfully survived in this this alternate universe which like i gotta question the uh like what happened to sean ventress in this universe that guy's just gone Um, yeah Yeah. (laughs) but um yeah there's no world where sean ventress uh, survives i guess but anyway the ventress list verse (laughs) um but yeah so they they uh go to the cloud gate together which uh another word for it is the bean if you're not familiar um (laughs) that's the the structure we're talking about and yeah he's uh he's happy and now he has a girlfriend yeah (laughs) if you're reading this email then source code works even better than you and dr rutledge imagined You thought you were creating eight minutes of a past event, but you're not. You've created a whole new world. Goodwin, if I'm right, somewhere at the source code facility, you have a Captain Coulter Stevens waiting to send on a mission. Promise me you'll help him. And when you do, do me a favor. Tell him everything is going to be okay. This, I love, this movie was really, really good. I really, really love this movie. And I think I told you in our, in our, our chat that like, I feel like the creators of 13 Sentinels could have watched this movie and been like, yeah, this will be the plot to Mm -hmm. our game. Like, I feel like there doesn't even need to be that much other source material for like, it, it just feels like so much of like the i mean literally the ogata stuff but also the like alternate reality versus you know mm-hmm. like computer program stuff like whatever is also uh, there's a lot of that dna in there um but also that could just be from like you know it's taking that dna from other sci-fi stuff you know right. it's all it's all right. self, it's all referential i mean something i do just want to say about this movie that that i hated calling your program source code is like calling your new social media website internet like <laughs> what the fuck are you yeah. doing guys like <laughs> call it something cool like like fucking call it like operation lazarus or some shit like not fucking source code like what are you doing like all in all i like this movie i thought it was a good time um jeffrey wright is just or okino i guess is just jeffrey wright (laughs) they are the same character of like oh you know i'll do whatever i need to do to blah 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 Uh, you know we can just erase his memory it'll be fine it's no big deal and i guess maybe now play having played more of the game maybe jeffrey wright's ida 
I don't even I don't think so, because because Ida wants this for selfish reasons. I think that you're right that it is Okino, because I think Okino genuinely does like want to he's what he's doing everything he's doing for the purpose of, you know, saving the world or saving everyone in whatever this is. But um, but he's he's going about it by uh, harming people um, at times. Um, And so, yeah, I think that is actually a pretty apt comparison. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I like the similarities are so funny that they just like jump off the page, like to the point where like when when he's like, oh, you know, why am I in this capsule? Where is this capsule? And they're mm-hmm. like, you're in a capsule. Is that what you're yeah. seeing? Which like Okino does the exact same thing. Like there's almost the exact same line. There's also a conversation uh, that that uh, Coulter Stevens has with Christina. That's like, if you had eight minutes left to live, what would you do? Uh, and she's like, oh, I know that's not a lot of time, blah, blah, blah. And they have that exact conversation yeah. in, in 13 yeah. seconds as well. I, but, I forgot what her response was, but I think Tommy's response is better in the game. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what hers is either. Um, he but he says I would call my dad and tell him I was sorry. That is oh. um, which is, yeah, in the field. Yeah. One one final thing uh, that I'll say about the reference between this game and or between this movie and the game, literally in the very beginning of the movie, when they give you the title of the movie, it, it pops up in some, you know, whatever the font is. And then there's like a big white line that goes across underneath of it across the entire screen, which is exactly how mm-hmm. every single scene is introduced in 13 Sentinels. Like it's yeah. fully just like copy paste did from the from this movie into this game which i just think is very very funny but i didn't yeah uh, i didn't even notice it but it's uh it's good <laughs> yeah it's good uh i like the movie i Me like too. how it's used in the game and i like the game so yeah. there you go bada bing bada bing uh there's also one line in here that says source code is not time travel rather source code is time reassignment mm-hmm. uh which i thought was interesting way to put it um but yeah, so that's <laughs> that's source code. I don't really have much more to say about it. I don't, I don't think. Either. Uh, yeah, you know, short podcast for a short movie. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend that more movies are that long and yeah. and have I don't know are are this good in the end. Yeah, make more <laughs> um, good movies. Make more good short good movies. short movies, please. So yeah, that'll be the episode. You like the art? Scout Wilkinson did it. Her links are in the show notes. If you like the music. Uh, Amaranth and did it. His links are also in the show notes. If you want to follow the show, it's at AsyncPod. If you want to follow me, I'm at AJ Falleri. I'm at Okimmies. We'll be back on Thursday with our regular episode where we will be talking about remembrance up to 71%. We're getting into it. We are getting into it. And I guess just to have it here as well, um, the specific breakdown is uh, Yuki Takamiya up to 85%, Jiro to 77%, Tomi Kisaragi to 75%. Uh, Ryoko Shinonome up to 87% and Nenji Ogata up to 100%, which also means we played the first five battles of Area 2. If you're keeping up and you don't follow us on Twitter, that's what we'll be doing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, tell a friend. (sighs) Kim, do you have any final words for us today? Um, Have I already done uh, what would you do if you only had a minute left to live? I think you might have, but this is different. This is a different one. This is different. This is a different one. Call your dad. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. TWG, the worst garbage, the online.